Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. I had this date written down. Uh, the summer of 2019, we'd been, we'd been renting a building. Actually, we, we weren't renting a building. We were The owner of the building was letting us use the building. All we had to do is pay the light bill. And I don't know if some of y'all remember, Pastor Mark, didn't. they needed more office space. So he moved in. He goes, how much is rent? I said, half of the light bill. That's all you got to do. He goes, what? He goes, you know how much it is for I said, hey, I can make you pay more if you want, but I'm offering you half the light bill. And he said, I, I can do that. Then we had somebody else move in. We got a third of the light bill. This is being good. But the owner told me, after three years, we need to make a decision what you're going to do, what you're going to do with this building. And we... uh. So at, at the end of, uh, I think it was in July, it would have been three years. So I called the guy and said, he goes, well, here's what I want to do. If you'll start paying 5000 a month, uh, I'll take the money that you're paying and you'll, you'll, you can own the building. And I was like, when you ain't been paying nothing and you got to pay 5000 oh, I kind of got hung in my throat. My son, he just says, Dad, we got to go look for another building. I said, no, man, I, th- I think I want this building. He goes, man, we can't pay 5000 a month. And I was like, well, we can't, but God can. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, we start. We'd go look at a building, and I'd go. I just appease my son. We'd go look at a building, and I just, I felt like I didn't have my clothes on when we walked in. I just felt out of places. This ain't right. I, we, my heart's back there, and I believe that's where. So we met with the owner, and, and we had to make a decision. We, we, we. I don't know what we were trying to do, but I had Pastor Mark come with me. He's on my board for our ministry. So we were in there, and the owner of the building looked at me. He goes, "Do you, you, do you know, or not, whether you're supposed to have this building?" You need to know. Did God tell you to get this building? And I said, well, I, he got, and here's what he said, a businessman. He said, don't you pray in tongues? Don't you, don't you know the Holy Ghost? Don't you know how to hear from God? I thought, man, he doesn't slam me up against the wall. Pastor Mark's ever going, this is kind of funny. Wow. I think if Pastor Mark would say, yeah, Chris, don't you do that? Don't you understand? Well, guess what? About 6 a.m. or 5.30 the next morning, I was at my office praying in tongues. I, 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 Lord, you got to show me something. I got to know. For about a week, every morning. And, and, and the week turned into months. I mean, my wife can tell you, every morning. It, 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 I said, yeah. Once I got my answer, why would I quit? This has been good. It, I was like, I, I discovered something here. Well, about... Um, I wrote this date down, I think. In August of 2019, this was, the, this was probably J- July of 2019. In August of 2019, we, had, uh, we did a school. I don't want to waste a whole lot of time in this, but basically, uh, y'all, some of y'all heard the story. We were at a school in Fernandina Beach High School. Somebody, fake news, printed an article in the Fernandina Beach front headlines. Future Now goes into schools and are proselytizing kids with Christianity. It was a complete all-out lie. It just says, supposedly this happened. Supposedly. Well, would you quote somebody? The superintendent said they did nothing wrong. They, but, of course, they don't print that, you know. Uh, the school board attorney called me, and he said, Chris, uh, I'm from Hilliard, Florida, so I'm, I'm, I'm not a liberal. He said that. I'm just saying what he said. Don't get offended at me. He said, uh, I'm, I'm on your side, Chris. I smuggled Bibles into Cuba before. I was like, well, that's, no, that's off the record. Probably shouldn't have said. I probably shouldn't have told him where he's from or what he. It's Nassau County, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe he's not there anymore. I don't know. Great guy. He just says, "I'm just going to tell you the ACLU and the Freedom from Religion are coming after you because they got a hold of the. I guess it's the AP poll and the UPI or whatever. When you print something in the newspaper. But you know what? After all those months of probably at that time weeks of praying in the Holy Ghost, it was like a little yapping dog. Shut up. And, and, and he said, you didn't do anything wrong. He says, don't give them anything. Don't even talk to them. They don't have anything. You didn't do anything wrong. We did. We absolutely, what people don't understand, it's called equal access. You can go to a public school. Equal access means that any school club can use the, can use the sound system. They can use the gym. They can use any part of the club or any part of the school. And they can do an event after hours, FFA, you know, home economics, whatever, the FHA or uh, so the FCA, which is one of the clubs we work with, they have the student come up on stage at the event. It says, tonight we're going to have a special event sponsored by SCA. It'll be here at 7 o'clock. You're all invited. we got little cards we're going to pass out. 
And that's completely legal, completely. But all these people that are attacking us, we had and Satanist groups. How do they get a hold of this? I, I guess they're out trolling for stuff. So they're attacking us. They loaded up reviews on our Facebook page. So my kids are, oh, we got to shut our Facebook page down. We got to do this. I said, just forget about it. What we ended up doing, we sent out an email saying, if you would put a review on our Facebook page, we'll just, because you can't take a review off. If somebody comes to Anchor Faith Church, this place stinks. I don't like it. I don't want to come back here. You understand what I'm saying? It's there. So we, we just kind of, thank God, we had two, hundreds of people that put reviews on there to cover up that stuff and kind of bury it. And guess what? Never heard one thing. In fact, the superintendent told me, I finally called her and she said, Chris, you helped us. I'll have you back in. Now, we're going to wait a while. Let it settle down. Because I was going to do an ad in the paper, just uh, what, what, what do you call it? Um, rebuttal to the article. And, and she said, I would ask you that you not do that. I think if you'll just keep quiet. And I said, I will honor whatever you say. In fact, the, uh, what is it? What's that organization that helped us? Liberty Council? It was a, a, they're down in Orlando. It's a, a Christian organization that helps people like ourselves. They, they, they said, I think she's right. Just do what she said and you'll be fine. And we never had an issue. Somebody said God's good. But I said all that to say this. It started me on this journey in prayer. And then probably about five weeks ago, me and my wife and my, my sister-in-law were in, um, where were we? Alec, Alexandria, Louisiana. We went to a conference and somebody got up and was teaching on prayer and they were praying you know, when I was in school, I was talking to kids last night. I was in school. I, I can do two plus two is four, and I could I could do some times tables. And fives and tens were pretty easy, but I struggled with elevens and, you know, nines and stuff like that. But then when they started mixing them letters in there, man, you might as well just shut me down. It's Japanese, Chinese. And then I got to, uh, I graduated from Bible school. I ended up moving home. I got married, and we they I was working at a Christian school. They said, we want you to teach algebra. I said, <laughs> that is hilarious. They said, no, I'm serious. In fact, if you don't, you don't get paid. Well, you start attaching money to things, I, can, I think I can wake up a little bit. I was looking up the word uh, disciple. We were teaching on discipleship last night. The word disciple is, is some kind of M-A-T-H-E-T-E is the Greek word, and it means a follower or a learner. And the actual, it says the word math comes out of that. Math means you got to pay attention, you got to listen. you got to think about it. And that's my problem. I didn't even want to think about 3X equals 12, you know. But I figured it out. I figured out how you, I figured out that if you move that three across from the equal sign, you go to division instead of, and once I got that little trick, I was, all right, now, now I'm not, forget, uh, what, what's after that? Uh, trigonometry and, you know, find somebody else to teach that. But I, I, in fact, there was somebody there last night, one of, one of your kids said they, they take pre-algebra in eighth grade. I was like, oh, geez. Okay. They're getting smarter as they go. Amen. We got some school teachers in here. Anyway. So I want to just read a couple things about prayer. Then we're going to talk about prayer. You're going to see some things today. It's just going to really, it just really stirred me. I've been on this prayer thing for probably just studying and listening to people talk about prayer. I thought I knew something, and I was kind of like, the, I thought I knew a little bit about math. I really don't. She was, she was talking calculus prayer. You understand what I'm saying? Trigonometry prayer. And I'm like, okay, I, better, I need to tighten up here. But uh, it said, John Wesley said this. He said, it seems that God is limited. By our prayer life. Somebody says, oh, God's not limited by anything. Yes, He is. He really is. God is limited. Well, think about this. He said, you have not because you ask not. And God knows what you need even before you ask. But you still got to ask. He said, you have not because you ask not. And the Pastor Mark has taught on this numerous times. And we I don't have time to go back into that. But, you know, Adam and Eve fell. They fell into sin. Satan is the God of this world system. Jesus said it. Paul said it. Peter said it. And his days are numbered. He, he has a lease on this earth because of what Adam and Eve. Jesus got the lease back. Jesus got the keys back. Jesus got the title back. Get title back. Amen. Because they were deceived into giving up the title. But, but, but you know, somebody don't know that they got the title back. That's why it's good news. So if they don't know, if somebody asked me that one day, I was tell, talking about a, I think there's like $30 billion in unclaimed money. What? $30 billion in unclaimed money. You, some of y'all probably need to take this down. It's called unclaimedmoney.com or something like that. I, my sister found me. She goes, you got $180 in Florida. You need to, wow. But $30 billion in, 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 in monies in, in tape, and in, I think it's state coffers. The state takes it and keeps it until somebody claims it. Well, somebody said, why wouldn't they claim it? 
They don't know. They don't know that they got money, unclaimed money. But they got websites you can go look up and see. Some of y'all, I, I know there'll be people on the internet this afternoon. Hallelujah. Because $30 billion is a lot of money. So, some, why, so somebody asked me, one, if this is true what you're saying, why ain't everybody getting saved? Because they don't know. It's good news. I, I just quit saying it's good news. It's great news. Amen? So, so it seems that God can do nothing. He's limited by our prayer life because God, and you're going to see this. I got some scripture that I just thought about. You're going to see this plain as day. I want to show you. It seems that God is limited by our prayer life that he can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks him. John Wesley said that. John Wesley founded the Methodist Church, and when he founded it, they were, they were, they were fire-breathing dragons. Them guys were on fire. Now, some of them still are. I've been to some Holy Ghost Methodist churches. What the church, and this is E.M. Bounds. This is good. E.M. Bounds said this. I was at the, the um, Billy Graham Library in Charlotte, North Carolina. We, we, my sister used to live in Concord, so we went over to Charlotte, went to the Billy Graham Library, and I found this book by E.M. Bounds. And, and he was an African-American man that was during the, 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 the Civil War, and he is probably one of the greatest teachers on prayer in the history of the United States. If you have never read anything by E.M. Bounds, but Billy Graham had this book in his library. I got the book. He says, what the church needs today is not more machinery or better, uh, or, or better machinery, not new organizations or more novel methods. And, and that's the thing now. Figure out a way to get more people in your church by doing this or do that. No, that ain't what we need. But men and women whom the Holy Ghost can use, men and women of prayer, men and women mighty in prayer, the Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through people. He does not come on machinery. He comes on people. He does not anoint plans. He anoints people. People of prayer in Jesus' name. Turn to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. We're going to see something. And I probably open up a can that Pastor Mark's going to have to just flow with it. Hallelujah. And I, I I do appreciate Pastor Mark. I don't I don't know if you know this, and I'm not a teacher. I, I I have the teaching anointing come on me, and I like it. But typically, that's not my gifting. And and I do it when I can tell when it's there. Somebody called me a teacher one day. I said, No, that was the anointing. It'll leave probably tomorrow, and won't be back maybe for six months. But occasionally, it comes on me, and I like it. But I'm not a teacher. That's not my gifting. Now, Pastor Mark, his general anointing, I like to say, is a teacher. I, I like to say he'll take this message and make a trilogy out of it. And it'll be good. He'll he'll find stuff. He'll he'll get down in the deep the deep grass and see stuff I never even thought of. But which is good. I like that. I I want to see it. But I need somebody to teach me. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter three verses one through three. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." For this is he who spoke by the prophet Isaiah, saying, "The voice of one crying in the wilderness." Prepare the way of the Lord. Make His path straight. Now this is a quote from Isaiah. Isaiah, and I want you, you can turn there, you can just look. Isaiah chapter 40. Now this was 700 years approximately before John the Baptist appeared. 700 years before John the Baptist appeared. So this is a direct quote from Isaiah 40. So we're going to read Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 6. It says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and every hill will be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places shall be made smooth. Now, I'd never seen this in, I, I got saved in 1980. Is that right? 80? 81. 81. I got saved in 1981. How many, what is that? 40 years. I've been saved 40 years. And I've heard this scripture. I've quoted it. I've preached it. And I never saw this. We were in this meeting in, uh, in, in Louisiana. And she goes, she goes, what is that saying right there? What is it exactly saying? He said highway. Now, I don't have a clue about building roads, but I called me a road builder yesterday. And he said, Chris, I've never seen that. And this guy studies the Bible. He goes, this is awesome. I said, tell me about road 
road building. What do you do when there's a valley? He goes, you got to raise it up. I said, how do you do that? It's called a bridge. I was like, oh, that's what they use bridges for. I mean, you don't make, you could make the road go down. Of course, if it floods, you'll be in big trouble. Or they'll, they'll build it up. He says, usually, as, as much as it costs to build a bridge, it's probably cheaper to build a bridge than it is to pile, haul all that dirt in and make. Of course, you, uh, you know, been to Key West, you know, that's a, that would have been a lot of dirt anyway. So, um, and he, so, so he says, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain shall be brought low. Y'all know what dynamite is? We, we used to have to use dynamite to, well, I never did. You don't want me fooling with dynamite. My dad used dynamite to bust, um, Jamie's probably used it. He uses everything. This is my brother, Jamie. Don't talk to him about me. He'll tell you some stories you don't need to hear. Anyway, they had to they had to dynamite holes to put to put light poles in, and it was like lime rock or something. It's just I, I don't know I don't know how they did that. I, that's scary thinking my dad with dynamite. He actually used it to go fishing a few times too. Yeah. So anyway, there's no game warrants in here, and that was my dad's in heaven. They can't rest him anyway. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't there at any of those either. I'm 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 thankful. Because he used to have an issue with drinking too. I mean, drinking and dynamite, that's scary. Anyway, but he got born again and saved and, he, and he's with Jesus. Glory be to God. Um, so they, 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 they actually, they put tunnels. They, they use dynamite. They make tunnels. They make a straight path through that mountain. Like, well, you could go around it. You don't want to do that. That's a 300-mile range right there. You ain't, we ain't going around it. We're going through it. We're going straight. Amen. And then he says, uh, the crooked places shall be made straight. You ever been on the road like, what in the world were they thinking? They didn't. They just didn't want to cut those trees down. Maybe it was a woodpecker. You know them woodpeckers that, oh, that's the home of a woodpecker. They're rare and you can't take that tree down. I said, just tell that move, just go move that woodpecker. We'll cut that tree down. Because we, we've, we've had issues with that. Where we, we had to make power lines through woods if it was new construction. I mean, you're cutting down trees. It's new construction for a power line. You're going through swamps. And we, we was out here in we were in a marsh one time in, um, where was that, Jamie? And um, well, it was over near Savannah. Uh, Midway, Georgia. You ever been to Midway? See, you don't even know where it is. Sand gnats about eat you alive, man. It was horrible. Through the swamp, through the marsh. But, but you got to make it straight. You make the, and you make the rough places smooth. He said, Chris, we have a, uh, and he's naming all this equipment, excavators and, and uh, bulldozers, and they got the rollers. You ever, you ever seen those rollers? Them things ain't, they, you don't want to get run over by one of them. It makes it smooth. It makes the rough places smooth. And it's not a highway to our God. I've actually misquoted that verse. It's not a highway to our God. It's a highway for our God. And John the Baptist was, was, was bringing the word for that. Amen. Okay, now look at uh, this. We got one more. Um, well, I'm going to look. Let me finish this. And he says, Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, verse 5, and all flesh shall see it together. I, I like that, Caleb. All flesh. That means everybody. All means, the Greek word for all is all. All flesh. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You can take it to the bank. Somebody say amen. The voice said, Cry out. And he said, What shall I cry? Well, we need to be crying out in prayer. Somebody say amen. Now look at Jeremiah verses 1 through 4. Then we're going to jump over to the New Testament. Jeremiah 1 verses 4 through 10. Jeremiah 1 verses 4 through 10. Man, I about, I about ran up on stage in the middle of worship because y'all, y'all were saying something. That just ooh, I said, oh, this is it. Somebody prayed into that song. Hallelujah. Mm. Jeremiah 1 verses 4 through 10. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, Jeremiah, I think he was 17 at this time. That's a little scary, but hallelujah. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I, I, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I... Ah, Lord God. Now, this is him talking. Behold, I cannot speak, for I am but a youth. For I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say. Man, I, I like it when the Lord says, do not say. I, I, the Lord's told me that a few times. Don't say that. 
Say what I say. Amen. Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Can y'all, well, let me finish this. There's that song, You Are My Champion. There was that one line about, it says something about a word. I don't know if you can throw that up while we're doing scripture. I'm asking y'all to do too much. But y'all can handle it. I know you can. There's like five people back here. If you can't, we'll get somebody else. Hallelujah. <laughs> I see five heads in the sound booth. I mean, what in the world's going on there? I'm, do I need to get a job in the sound booth? Hallelujah. Um, that's just funny. I've seen five heads pop up. Hallelujah. Uh, glory. I could, you had to see it from my vantage point. Hallelujah. Um, where was that? Verse 1. Verse 7. Do not say I'm but a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you shall speak. Do not be afraid. Well, this is good. Do not be afraid of their faces. Especially a 17-year-old boy up preaching. I ain't prophesying. I ain't saying that. I don't want to go to them. I'm not, them look scary. Don't be afraid. I heard Kenneth Copeland say years ago, don't look at their faces. Just preach. Because you'll be sitting there thinking, they don't like me or they're not receiving this. And the next thing you know, they're all in the altar. I said, don't, you're not moved by what you see. Amen. The Word of God it may be looking like, because like, man, this is like walking my world. Hallelujah. The, these, uh, see, I have, where am I at? Verse 9, verse 8, Do not be afraid of face, for I am your deliverer, says the Lord. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Do not be afraid of their faces. Then the Lord put forth His hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Now where's that, you are my champion? Can y'all throw that up there now? I gave you a five-minute warning. Jeez, Hallelujah. <laughs> There's that one line about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, okay. That's not the line. You can flip it. Flip that thing. Hallelujah. Something about the, you, you, when you, no, that ain't it. Oh, yeah. When, oh, go back. There it is. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. Why is that? If God wants to do it, He can just do it. You know, if, if God really wants to do it, it I heard somebody say today, "Well, whatever God wants, it'll happen." No, that it won't. It will not. I had a scripture. Somebody looked that scripture. Where is it? Where He said, uh, I, "I sought for someone to stand in the gap, and I couldn't find anybody." Somebody would look. Thank you. She's looking for it. Audrey's looking for. Oh, you were moving. I guess I'm sorry. I just happened to be standing in front of Audrey and Tommy. Uh, so, uh, we, y'all got Google. Don't don't tell me. I know y'all ain't that smart. Just Google it. Hallelujah. Google sought for somebody to stand in the gap. Anyway, Ezekiel. Yeah, find that verse and have it on standby. Well, they still got it. I want people to see it, baby. Ezekiel twenty-two. What? Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. Thank you. We're all learning together, folks. Amen. I ain't, I ain't trying to impress anybody. I promise you. I'm done with impressing people. I just want you to see the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so we already looked at that. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. Because you have a Word. Amen. See, I have set this day to you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. Now, this is, this is what Jeremiah, he told Jeremiah. Now listen to this. I have set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down to destroy and throw down, to build up and to plant. That's another construction job. That's a construction job. And if you go to, if you build a highway, they got to plant new grass. Sometimes they'll put plants out there on the road and make it look nice, you know. You got to pull down trees. You got to destroy. You got to throw down. It's, it's just hard work making a new road, Amy. It's just hard work. And I tell you, I got my, my buddy. I, y'all know Jeff Reams. Jeff Reams, he, he was excited. He goes, man. Can I have your notes? I said, why don't you just come to church and listen? Hallelujah. But he had something he had to do that. But he said he, he wanted to get the notes. Anyway, now look at Daniel chapter 10. We're going to look at a prayer. I said we were going to New Covenant. We're about New, New Testament. I want you to see this. This is, this is the most awesome, some of the most awesome scripture I've ever read. It's a clear example. Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. I want you to get your eyes on this. You know, sometimes, I know you can look up at the screen, and, but if you, if you want to follow me in your Bible, I like to write little notes in my Bible. I like to say, you know, so I'll give you time to get there. 
Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. This is actual, you, a, a, a behind-the-scenes look at prayer. A behind-the-scenes look at prayer. Or, or, or in the Spirit, look, whatever you want to call it. Daniel chapter 10, verses 1. Now, I'm just going to read all these verses because I want you to get the whole thing. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message was true, and the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. One translation, this is the New King James, says fasting, mourning or fasting. Three full weeks, uh, someone translates says 21 days. I ate no pleasant food. That's where they get the Daniel fast. I don't like the Daniel fast. Anyway, because <laughs> it says pleasant food. I like pleasant. Hallelujah. I like fried chicken. Hallelujah. Uh, no pleasant food, meat, or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three weeks were fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the river, the Tigris River, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl. His face was the appearance of lightning. His eyes like torches of fire. Folks, this ain't your normal everyday person showing up at your house. Amen. Somebody said it was Jesus. Some said it was an angel. Well, I mean, it says an angel. Uh, I had a guy told me that he, he was reading this one day, and uh, he was, was about to commit suicide. And he said uh, some, uh, somebody appeared to him and looked up at him in the tree and said, what are you doing? He said, I was up in the tree. I was going to hang myself. And he said, this, everything that this guy was wearing in Daniel, this guy was wearing. I came down out of the tree. I didn't kill myself. And he says, I don't know if it's Jesus or not, but he was wearing the same outfit that this guy was wearing in Daniel. And he says that his, um, his eyes were like torches of fire. His arms and feet were like burnished bronze in color. And the sound of his words were like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but great terror fell upon them, so they fled to hide themselves. So they, something's going on, and we're freaking out. And they're just, they just left. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned into frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. I mean, he, he was sitting, he was on the palms of his hands. He was on his hands and knees, basically. And he said to me, Daniel, oh, Daniel, I love this. I just love this. He said, oh, Daniel. Man greatly beloved. You know, God said that about Jesus when, it, when John the Baptist baptized him in the River Jordan. He said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. He said this about Daniel in the Old Covenant. But folks, thank God, Ephesians, if you ever read the book of Ephesians, it says that we have all been accepted in to the beloved. Ken, that's good news. I'm in there with Jesus and Daniel. Not because of Chris Musgrove or anything I've done, because the, the blood of Jesus has brought me into the beloved. I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. I think it's in Colossians. The only thing I had to do was confess Him as Lord. That was easy. He did the work. I got the free gift of His work. The free gift. Oh my God, I, we could just shout for 30 minutes for just on that thing alone. We're beloved. So he says, Daniel, my beloved. What verse was that? 11. Thank you. 11. Um, verse 11. Oh, Daniel. Great meaning. That's a long verse. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. He, remember, he's on, his, uh, he's on all fours. And I probably, you, we all would be on all fours. You ain't no telling. Everybody else left. I'm here alone. I'm like, I'm thinking I want to leave too. Everybody wants Jesus to appear to them, but. You know, I've prayed. I've prayed, Lord. I want to see Your face, and all of a sudden I heard a noise. Like, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm not ready. You know, you, you know. Jesse told God. Jesse Duplantis told God, "I want to go. I want to go to heaven." You, you let Paul go. Well, what's up with what's up with Paul? I want to go. And he said that he was praying, and one night he was in a service, and a man called him out and said, "He goes, 
He goes, uh, young man, you've been praying that you want to go to heaven. The Lord's going to allow it. But your, he said your bride or your, your what did he call it? Your, your, your mate will not get to see it. So sure enough, one night he had heard this wind blowing through his house. And he, he, he heard a, I don't know if you heard a voice. He heard something. You got to go back and watch the video. It's called Close, Close Encounters of the God Kind. It's, it's awesome. Anyway, he says that, he says that he, he's, he's kicking his wife. He's kicking Kathy. Well, she's out. I guess she's like being put under, that God put her under or something. He said, she said she was bruised the next day. Her legs were bruised where he was kicking her. She said, what happened, Jesse? He said, Jesus came, I think God came in the room last time. Well, what would you do? He goes, I was afraid to look. And he left. What? You big dummy! And then, uh, I guess weeks later, he, he, was, he was praying and the Lord just took him off. So I was like, glory. So I've been asking God, hey, you let Jesse go. Me and Jamie want to go. We were talking about that the other day. Well, he's no respecter of persons. Let's go. Hallelujah. I don't want to stay. I just want to go visit. Hallelujah. Um, I think he may think, Chris, you talk too much. I can't, I can't trust you. you got, uh, well, give me time. I'll get, I'll get where you can trust me. I promise God. Hallelujah. But he says, um, he said, then he said to me, do not fear. He was trembling. He stood up. He said, do not be afraid. They were always saying, do not be afraid. You ever read about angels? They always say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I'm like, of course, of course you need to say that because I am afraid because I've never had an angel appear. You know what I mean? Uh, Mary, I think he told Mary that. You know, He said, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Daniel, now this is good. Are you ready? We finally got to the punchline. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. Your words. Whose words? Your words were heard. Oh, my God. That's revelation. You, uh, I can, we just need to pause for about a minute and let y'all think about that. Your words were heard. If you've not been paying attention, you probably think I'm stupid, but you need to, if you need to soak on this. Your words were heard. Well, but my, I'll be honest with you, the first time I read that and I saw it, I went, well, you're God, and you heard my words on day one, the first day. Did that angel have a broken wing? Was there a power outage in heaven? Or were you just like, we're going to do a single engine plane this time. We're not going to get you there that quick. We don't have any jets in hell. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm thinking, he's God. He's God. God's God. He can do anything He wants. And He's instantly. He can be there in a millisecond with the answer. I want to know the answer. Why did it take 21 days? If you're God, the creator of heaven and earth, and you can just do anything you want anytime you want. But we got a man that's been fasting and praying for 21 days. And the answer came. Well, we're, we're going. Y'all want to know what the problem was? It wasn't a broken wing, and it wasn't a power outage. We're going to sit. Ain't no power outages, thank God. The day you set your heart on believing, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. The words got the angel there, but there's a reason why it took 21 days. It's just like a good movie. Just keep watching the movie; you'll figure it out. Just keep reading. Amen. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Now, we're not talking about the prince. Uh, I'm, we're not talking about a castle in, in Persia. With a, uh, we're talking about a spiritual being, a demonic prince that was holding the angel back. But, well, he's God Almighty. He could thump that angel with his little pinky toe, you know? Well, no, he can't. He can't do that because... God, uh, because of what Adam and Eve did, He gave Adam and Eve dominion. Once again, we said this. He gave Adam and Eve dominion, and he, they gave it over to Satan because they obeyed Satan and disobeyed God. That's a whole other message, but you, just so you'll know. But you can see it played out here. God can't come into this earth unless a man asks Him in. Because we have dominion. And He got our dominion back. Why did Jesus have to be a man? Because you can't, you can't have dominion on the earth unless you become a man. God had to become a man to get our dominion back. A man had to get back what a man lost. Somebody say amen. Some of y'all, it's starting to click a little bit. A man had to get back 
The Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. The first Adam, I I don't have time, look it up. Google it, second Adam, it's in there. Daniel was the man. He was. He really was the man, I'm telling you. Thank God. He didn't have the name of Jesus. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He couldn't speak in tongues. The Bible says that they, we have a better covenant based on better promises. They longed for what we have. When we get to heaven, Daniel's going to say, Beth, tell me, what was it like to pray in the Holy Ghost? What was it like? Tell me. It took me 21 days. It probably took you 21 minutes. It, it, it shouldn't take us 21 days. We have, the, we have, at the name of Jesus, demons shall bow. Now, when you, if you don't know you have authority, you can't use authority. Amen? And I'm going to we could preach on the name of Jesus for about six months from Sunday. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, that we even, you, you got to meditate on that. You need to read. I've been reading some of Kenneth Hagin's, the name, the wonderful name of Jesus. That's a whole other message. But the prince of Persia was to be 21 days. Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Because Daniel kept praying, another angel showed up. And I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to you in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. We, we won't, we'll, we'll go ahead and skip to, uh, to the next thing. Uh, that's what I wanted you to get. And, uh, go to Psalms chapter 1. You don't have to turn there if you don't want to. Psalms chapter 1. I want to throw Psalms chapter 103 verse 20. I just want to make sure you saw this. I may have t- two verses dealing with this. Yeah, Psalms chapter 103 verse 20. Because we're talking about angels. The Bible says in Hebrews... Well, let's, let's finish Psalms. Bless the Lord, Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His Word. What do the angels do? His Word. Well, this next part, make, might, some of y'all might just jump up and run. Go ahead. Heeding the voice of His Word. Angels heed the voice of His Word. Who speaks His Word? His Word in my mouth. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. His Word in my mouth. 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 You know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Matthew 18, 19. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I got this woman. She keeps writing me on my my daddy's door. What do you mean by binding and loosing? I said, just read your Bible, you know. It, 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 you have the power. You've been given authority in Jesus' name. You, you can bind. You can cast down. You pray. Amen? Uh, the, the Lord appeared to Brother Hagin, and, and he, he told him, he goes, if you, there was a demon that appeared between him and Brother Hagin, and, and he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. He said, Jesus, I can't hear you. There's a demon. He's going yakety, yakety, yakety. He couldn't hear. He said, he said what, what are you going to do something? With? Jesus, I can't hear you. I want to hear what you're saying. It'd be like somebody came between me and my brother and they're yelling and he's trying to tell me something. Would you shut up? I can't hear you. I want to hear what Jesus has got to say. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, shut up in Jesus' name. He goes, well, I'll leave if you want me to, but I don't want to. He said, no, you got to leave. And he left. And Jesus looked at Brother Hagin and he said, if you hadn't have done anything, I couldn't do anything. And he said, I misunderstood you. You said you wouldn't do anything. You didn't say you couldn't do anything. He said, no, no. I said I couldn't do anything. He, I, I thought I heard you say you couldn't do anything. No, you said you wouldn't do anything. You didn't say you couldn't do anything. He said, no. I said I couldn't do anything. He said, I know I misunderstood. I mean, he's getting this. He said, well, I'm going to tell you what. I've read the New Testament hundreds and hundreds of times, some parts more than that, and I can't find anything in the Bible in, in there. He goes, unless you give me three scriptures, I'm not even going to listen to what you're saying. He said, I'll do you one better. I'll give you four scriptures. Jesus knows the Bible, obviously. And he says, son, there's a lot in that Bible you don't know. He went, Jesus just straightened you right out real quick like, amen. Y'all ever been straightened out by the Holy Spirit? She was telling me last night, something like she was saying something, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's quick too, boy. He don't play. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I got you. We're we're flowing. So, uh, and, and I we I can. He says, you you shall cast out devils. You go in the world. You will cast out devils. If you go into all the world, I'll cast out devils for you. He said, you resist the devil, and he will flee. He didn't say God will resist the. I like that when Peter was behind Jesus that time, and and he says, uh, he says Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. 
but I'm praying for you that your faith won't fail. You know, the Bible says that God is in, is in the right hand of the Father making intercession for the saints. He didn't say, I'll come down and take care of that devil for you, Peter. Don't worry. I got you back. No, he said, your faith won't fail. We got to use our authority. Amen. What are we looking like on time? We got to flow. Here, let's go. Here we go. So, so he, the, the angels heed the voice of his word and we give voice to his word. Amen. Then uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? Now, he's basically making reference to, um, this is a quotation from Psalms 110, which says, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make my enemies my footstool. Here again is one Lord, God the Father, speaking to another Lord to sit at his right hand. The point is that Jesus was not just an angel. This is a little commentary, I think, by Andrew Womack. Jesus is the, the point is that Jesus is not an angel. He is the Son of God, God in the flesh and part of the Godhead. All angels are commissioned by God to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. This means that angels' assignment to us doesn't start after we're saved. They are ministering spirits to even in our lost state because the Lord knows we shall become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, he just put, thank you, Jesus. The word prayer, um, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me read this. But, but to which of the angels, so I want you to understand what he was saying here. He's, he's saying, you're not, just, you're not just an angel. In other words, he's saying, did, to which of the angels did he say, you sit at my right hand? He didn't say that to the angels. In other words, he said that to the Son of God. He said that to Jesus. And then he said, till I make your enemies your footstool. That's the, that's the demons. I was going to quote Ephesians a while ago that principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, this word, spiritual wickedness in high places, praying always. You got authority in Jesus' name. He says, Till I make your enemies my footstool, and they are not, are they are not all, these talking about angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent to minister for those who will inherit salvation? I, I've inherited it. And there's a lot of people that haven't inherited. You know, I've always heard that. Uh, the angels are, are assigned to you at birth. And it, I think the Bible says that, that your, your angels will behold the face of God. Your angels. Uh, Jack, you got an angel. And maybe you'll see it one day. Maybe you don't. I just know he's there. Wow. I, 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 there's, there's so much I want to talk about. Oh, Jesus, help me. My, Pastor Mark can sort all this out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I... I Maybe he didn't have anything to talk about for the next six weeks and he can just take off. Hallelujah. Uh, anyway, the word prayer, praying, prayers, or the act of prayer happens 31 times. We're, we're getting to the New Testament. We've got to hurry. Happens 31 times in the book of Acts. And once again, I, the word prayer, praying, prayers, or to the act of praying, it may actually be more than that because there was a whole lot of praying going on. Somebody say amen. That's when the church began. The actual church began during a prayer meeting. He said, go wait for the promise of the Father. And the book of Acts is only 28 books. Now, I don't know how many years that was. Somebody can Google that too. But, but 31 times, and I, don't, I guarantee he didn't talk about all the times they pray. Somebody say amen. It's a whole lot of prayer. And, and one story I wanted to talk about was um, in Acts chapter 3, um, Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray. Y'all know the story. I think Pastor Mark just shared this recently. They were going up to the temple to pray. And it says that um, they, there was a blind beggar or crippled beggar, lame, lame from his mother's womb. And um, he, he looked at them to receive something. I think that's in, um, yeah, in Acts chapter 3. And it says that, um, he said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. In the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you rise up and walk. And he went. And he, and he he put some action to it. He went and grabbed him by the hand and lifted him up. He didn't say he was healed and then he lifted him up. He lifted him up and he says his ankles, the strength came into his ankles. And he was leaping and shouting and praising God. Folks, if you were lame from your mama's womb, somebody actually made the comment that Jesus walked by that guy before. Somebody said, why didn't Jesus heal him? I don't know. Maybe he thought, I think we'll leave that one for Peter and John. It's going to be good. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. I, I don't know that. I'm just thinking through that but then he says over here in verse uh, in chapter 4 it says and when he saw the uh, look at verse uh, I think it's verse um, 13 when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived 
that they were uneducated. Well, that makes me just feel real good. Uneducated, untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. I think I just did a daily story. Okay, do they know who you've been with? Folks, I know some people have been with some, some the wrong folks. They've been with the wrong folks. I just came out of a situation. Just somebody, you've been hanging around the wrong people. You better hang with Jesus. Somebody said, when we spend time with Jesus, it shows glory to God. Hallelujah. What a compliment. What a compliment. And it says in verse um, verse 17, there's just so much here. This is a good thing. Just go back and soak in. But verse 17, so, so, so that they... What shall we do to these men? They, they brought them in. They told them. They threatened us. What shall we do to these men? Verse 16. For indeed, what a notable miracle has taken been done through them. It is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Yeah, you can't deny it, buddy. But verse 17. But to, so that it won't spread any further among the people, let us severely threaten them. I like that. Severely. Severely threaten them that from now on they may no more speak in the name of Jesus. You can do whatever you want. You just can't be talking about that name. Because we just, we just don't want no more Jesus. Man, the world's saying that. So then they called them and they commanded them not to speak at all in the name of Jesus or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right to, in the sight of God to listen to you or to God, you decide. I like the way they just threw it back on them. But look at verse 20. For we cannot but speak the things which we have heard and seen. I like that. Folks, that's all we got to say. I'm just going to tell you what I've seen and what I've heard. This is what I heard. This is what I've seen. You ain't got to, I ain't got a testimony. Just tell them what you've seen. Just tell them what you heard. Tell them what happened to you. If you, don't have a, if you can't tell them what happened to you, then you need to get saved. Then you can tell them what happened to you. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, wow, I want, I want you to see this. Um, they commanded them not to speak things. When they had further, they further threatened them in verse 21. They let them go, finding no way of punishing them. Because of the people. Man, you talk about just doing the political two-step or whatever you want to call it. They they were just, you know, well, we can't punish them. They might cause problems with us. Anyway. For the man was over 40 years old whom the miracle of healing had performed. And being let go, whoo, this is what I like. Look at verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company. The New King James says companions. You can put church in there. They went to your own church. If anybody in this building gets taken to the courthouse and they want to threaten you for talking about the name of Jesus, you need to get as quick as you can to the church. And we need to, Aaron, we need to all have a little prayer meeting. And, when, and we're going to say, oh, poor Craig and Adam, they got arrested downtown Valdosta. Oh, them poor guys, their wives are crying. Them poor babies, they they having to send them food down there. They, they spoke the name of Jesus on the public campus or wherever, whatever happened, and, and they got arrested. And woe is them. And, and they, they told them not to speak no more in the name of Jesus. No, we're not going to go, woe is me. We're going to bring them in here. We're going we're to get up on the stage, or we're going to run around the building, and we're going to shout, and we're going to dance, and we're going to say, and it says, where, where is it at? It says in verse 24, so when they heard when they heard that, they went and told. Now, y'all, let's just say that Adam and Craig came back and told us what happened. When we heard what they said, we didn't start crying. What are we going to do? We're going to have to use code words now. When, instead of saying Jesus, we'll say J, the J, big J, or whatever. I don't know. And it says, it says, when they told them what they said, it says, and when they heard what they did, they raised their voice, verse 24, to God with one accord. That's the same with one accord that was in Acts chapter 2. I want to read to you what it says. And this was good stuff. It's Acts 2.4. Acts 2.4. Acts 2.4 says, um, and they were, with, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were in one mind and one accord. No, I'm sorry, that's Acts 2.1. The word with one accord means this. It means a harmony leading to action. Folks, I don't know, that just lit my fire. It's a harmony leading to action. So Adam and Craig come back here, they're crying. They're not crying. I'm, I'll make sure that they, they just say, Let me, they told us we can't speak no more. We said, y'all decide. We're going to do what God says. Forget y'all. We're going to do what God says. So they come back, they tell us about it, and then we, we all lift our voice. Here's what they said. With, with harmony... Leading to action. We ain't going to back up. And they said, Lord, you are God. And you made the heavens and the earth. And you made the sea and all the... In other words, we're not magnifying the problem. We're magnifying God. Woo! Glory to God. 
We sing about magnifying God, but we won't talk about how bad the problem is. Forget it. We're going we're gonna to come against the mountain. We're going to magnify God. Amen? What is it? We talk to God about our mountains, or we talk to our mountain about God. Hallelujah! He says, um, he said, you made the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. To see, I got this in big print over here. I want you to need my glasses. Hallelujah. And it says, um, oh, my Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You made the heaven and the earth and all that is in them. By the mouth of your servant, David, you have said, why did the heathens rage? Oh, my God. Is that going on right now? Why did they plot vain things? That's going on today. They're plotting vain things today. You don't know what, you can decide what gender you are. You can go into this bathroom, you can go into that bathroom, you can do, man, it's just, we got to pray. For truly against your servant, let's see, the kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against Jesus and against the Christ, the Lord and Christ. For truly I say, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with all the Gentiles and all the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose was determined to do beforehand. Now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word, that word that will not return void. It'll accomplish what it was sent to do. That word that they told Daniel, he said, Daniel, I heard your word 21 days ago, but there was a demon holding us back. But we're here. Thank you for not quitting, Daniel. And once again, he didn't have the name of Jesus. He said, with all boldness, we may speak your word by stretching out our hands to heal. And signs and wonders would be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. My God. That's what we got. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. I didn't know they had earthquakes in Valdosta. Craig, Adam, what's going on? I don't know. We fixed up going to some action. Hallelujah. And he says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, they got filled in Acts 2. Well, if you keep reading, they got filled again and again and again. The Bible says, Ephesians 5, 18, being, being constantly, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And somebody said, why do we have to keep getting filled with the Holy Spirit? Because you leak, bless God. Folks, I don't know about you. I was telling... Uh, I was telling Daryl about a situation I went through on, on Friday. Holy Jesus. I thought, if this gets any crazier, I, I did a whole lot of leaking. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? Anyway, jeez. <laughs> Stan, stop right now. He's, over, he's, he's about to fall over. Anyway, uh, I, I was uh, just, just uh, anyway. But you know what happened? That morning, my daughter called me. She says, hey, we're having prayer. You want to come? I said, man, we went, I prayed in tongues for a solid hour on Friday morning. And I, I needed every minute of it. Hallelujah. By the time I got to Friday night. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You never know. The God's going to prepare you for whatever you need to do. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Um, oh, man. It's almost time. Yes, yes. Um, the, the play, and they, they all spoke the word of God with boldness. So what happened? So Adam and Craig, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we did not speak the name of Jesus. We got bold about it. Amen. You know, what, what they told David when they said, you, you're making a fool out of yourself. He goes, I'm going to get more done dignified in Jesus' name. Amen? we got to get crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. P.C. Nelson said, when you begin to pray in other tongues, they were praying in other tongues, you draw from the riches of God's glory and wisdom. You draw from the resources of heaven for whatever you're praying about. Your inner man is lit up by the fire of God. And you begin to pour out things, and those words will make a highway. I didn't even know he said that. I just realized the highway. There's that highway. The power of God wants us to come out in uh, wants to come out in your life, and you can be a pipeline of God's power. Now, P.C. Nelson, uh, I know Brother Hagan. They called him Dead Nelson, and if he called him Dead, he must have been pretty awesome. He was uh, was the, the probably one of the greatest Greek scholars in in, in the history. I, I think somebody said he spoke 36 languages. He was a linguistics genius. Folks, that's just, help me, Jesus. 36 languages. I'm struggling with English. Hallelujah. You know? Buenos dias, Senor. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, my wife gives me a hard time. She thinks I try to speak. When I go to, I got to try to speak Spanish. Or we went to the Cape. You got to try to speak Creole or French. I try. We see. See, we. We see. You know, I'm, I'm getting all confused. Um, cause I would go to Mexico and you go to Haiti and you, we, and then see, and anyway, it's funny. 
Because I say yes a lot in church. Hallelujah. Um, Romans 8.26, it says, When you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for you. And I just wrote this down. The Holy Spirit knows anything and everything. I want to read, I'm going to read one more verse. And it's out of the voice. It's crazy. The voice translation. I don't know. The band can come on. Y'all can come on. This is interesting. I I, I looked this up as I was reading these scriptures in uh, Acts. I think it's verse 29. And now y'all can throw that up, the voice translation. It says, and this is crazy because this could be this could be a headline in some Christian magazine today. It says, and now, Lord, take note of their intimidations intended to silence us. Grant us, your servants, the courageous confidence we need to go ahead and proclaim your message. While you reach out your hand to heal people, enabling us to perform signs and wonders, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Somebody say amen. Folks, they want to silence the church. They want to silence the church. And, and we got to get more undignified. we got to get more bold. we got to get more courageous than ever before. Amen. Amen. And uh, we were at a youth rally last night, and uh, they, they were wanting to teach on discipleship, and it was, it was more of a, a discipleship type thing. They, most of the kids that were, in, were church kids. It wasn't an outreach. It was just a... So I just I was just teaching on what it means to be a disciple. And I said, well, the first thing that happened to the disciples was they all got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And then they got filled again. And they got filled again. Now, once again, you don't have to go to you don't have to come to the altar and get filled every time. You can get filled at your own house. Once you get initially filled, you can just you know, I think we had Shelly a couple weeks ago, and what a lot of people realize, they thought you got to wait for just like, you know, you can speak in tongues just like you speak in English. I can start speaking in English and stop speaking in English anytime I want. Well, I can speak in tongues and stop speaking in tongues anytime I want. Now, you don't want to do it in public, why you in the checkout counter, because everybody think you're a freak, you know what I mean? And really, it's for personal prayer time. Now, if we get together as a group, Sue said, let's just pray in tongues. Now, it's just me and Sue and Terry, and we're all, we all pray in tongues. We're not going to offend anybody. Now, there's a message in tongues. That's a, that's a gift to the body where somebody has a message in tongues and somebody has an interpretation in tongues. And, and you can hold that back. It, sometimes it's, I was in a service one day. I said, if I don't let this thing out, i got to go in the parking lot and scream. Because it's like, and I, and, and, but I waited and got permission and got the right people, you know. Um, and we'll see more of that. And I believe we're going to see more of that. Uh, we're gonna see. In fact, it was funny. We we're talking about angels. I just heard somebody say, "I think Kenneth Hagin had a prophecy, uh, Geraldine, that in, in that there was a time coming." He was telling Billy Bream, "He goes, I won't see this, but you'll see it, that there's going to be more manifestations of angels than ever before." And there, he said, "There's going to be manifestations of people being translated to places like Philip." And all of a sudden, he wakes up. He's in Cairo. Like, what am I doing here? I guess I'll go do whatever. He t- Lord, what am I supposed to do? If you get translated to Cairo, you better be asking God what you're supposed to be doing. Amen? It wasn't for convenience sake, a business deal or something. I mean, but He'll bless you while you're there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I always wonder, where does your body do with the other parts not translate? Anyway, that's all good. Now, somebody say, oh, you, this is crazy what you're talking about. Listen, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. I don't. I don't. I, if God wants to translate me somewhere, I'll probably, it's easier than going and waiting in the Delta Airlines counter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Translate me, Lord. I'd just love to be translated. Amen. I want everybody to stand up. If you haven't got something by now, go back and listen to the bank about eight times. You'll get it. Hallelujah. We all. Well, I'm a little slow sometimes. I need to listen about three or four times. But um, I'm going to ask you, first of all, if you never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, and sometimes I have people say, well, I, I went to church all my life. I thought I was saved. Listen, going to church don't make you a Christian. You don't just... You don't just, because you start going to church, you get entered into the kingdom. You have to make a decision to enter the kingdom. If some of y'all were illegal aliens, you're going to become a citizen of the United States of America. There's a process. It's, it's a pretty hard process. I just met somebody, had to take a long test. They were from Ireland. They just made, they, they became citizens of the United States of America. They went and had a big official thing. Well, we do official things too. We baptize you in water after you become a member of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We, we just dunked 17 people last week. So we said, I don't know if I want to become a member. You got to get dunked. It's, it's just, it's, it's good. You need to be dunked. 
But what we want to do, if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, or you say, you know, I, I was a Christian. I, I, I just, I've gotten away from my relationship with God. Well, there's a scripture for you. 1 John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, He's faithful just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You can recommit your life. Like the prodigal son, he came back home. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.